Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Before we get this started, I just wanted to remind you all that if you want to support the podcast, please check out the link that we have on our Instagram channel. That'll take you directly to where you can buy a Jiu-Jitsu Radio shirt, a just shut the fuck up and roll shirt. Any one of the shirts that we make, the profits obviously go directly to us and help us pay for the studio. So if you want to support us, please go pick one up. You can get one on a t-shirt, a tank top, a sweater. You can even get it on a coffee mug if you like the design. Even even if you don't want to support us, just do it, you cheap bastard. Yeah, just go buy something. Support the economy, huh? Anyways, buy local. Buy local. We're always local. We're international. So... Please, please, if you like the podcast and you want to support us, please go and pick up a shirt uh, with any of the designs that I created, and uh, the profits go straight to us so we can actually pay for the podcast. We don't actually keep it. It really does go to pay for the studio. So all the support that you can muster really helps us out to keep this thing going. Also, why don't you go ahead and uh, follow us on Instagram while you're at it. Check us out at, at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. You can follow me at Sonder Marketing, S-O-N-D-E-R Marketing on Instagram. And if you did this past uh, week, you would have seen a lot of cool behind the scenes uh, of some of the stuff that we're going to talk about in the, today's podcast. And you can also follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. You can see all his uh, sex capades on uh, his new Indo board. Which is not really new, and it's not really his, but it's he's really, using it. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, he's trying to get better at it, and I'm just hoping he falls so I can watch it on video. You think I would post that? I think so. You're I think right. I think I totally if, would. Yeah, if it's funny enough, you would post it just because you want the attention. Uh, Gorilla Boy BJJ is to follow Sean, and why don't you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast while you're at it too? We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, we're out there trying to get more content on it i'm working on a blog or vlog right now for youtube so go ahead and uh, sign up for youtube too also check out our sponsor shout out to choke aloha.com <laughs> i had a little burp there sorry chokealoha.com use the promo code jujitsu radio at checkout and you will get 20 percent off your entire order so go pick up a shirt a rash guard a hat patches whatever you want Key they got it keychains they got those too and get them while they're out there because they sell out rather quickly. And if they ever come back with designs, which a lot of the t-shirt designs they have not, you might get lucky. But if you wait, you're probably going to miss out. So don't wait. Don't hesitate. Chocaloha.com is the website. Promo code is Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Then head over to JujitsuSoapCo.com. Jiu-Jitsu Soap is also one of the first supporters of our podcast, and they've done so much to help us out and help spread the word. So you should go and support them because they have some amazing soap. And it almost seems like on a daily basis now, he's got like some new designs coming out. So check them out. New fragrances. New delicious smells. They were going to say fraggles. I'm telling you, like, delicious definitely fits the description for these bars of soap because they smell so good. I can't think of another word for a smell that's delicious. What's another word for a smell that's delicious, equivalent to delicious in taste? I don't know. Aroma. See what I'm saying? Aroma? No. That's, Aromatic? No. That's just saying that it smells. Anyway, 
jujitsusoapco.com is the website and when you use the promo code JJ Radio, you will get 10% off your entire order. They got some dope patches too. My favorite is the Samurai one. I got that one on my competition gi. Definitely worth picking one up if they got any left. But snag up a handful of those soaps. Check out the clearance section too because there's a couple of really good ones that you don't want to miss out on. JujitsuSoapCo.com. Then head up our friends over at GiraffeChoke.com. Promo code JJRadio. And you'll get 25% off any order of 99 or more. So it doesn't matter if you spend 1000 If you drop the promo code JJRadio, you'll get 25% off. And that's a pretty good deal. You might as well just be flash mobbing that website because you're getting the hookup. There are fireworks going off right now. Is that now. what that is? Yes. Probably shouldn't have fireworks off at an airport. Anyway, especially because it sounds like it's coming pretty close to the to the jet fuel that they got out there, to the plane fuel. We'll go check it out in just a minute. Hit up giraffechoke.com. Use the promo code JJRadio and get 25% off. And then since it's summertime, why don't you come down and we'll hit up Nomad Surf Shop. Staple in the surfing I'm community. I'm not going with you. Where? To Nomad. Oh, good. I don't want I, you. I don't, I don't know these people. Whoa. What if they, what well, if you fucking up if you don't know Nomad Surf? No, no, I know those people. I'm saying that you say come with us to Nomad Surf. Oh, show. Well, you're a, you're a dick. You know I mean, what happened? They to, could be psychos. What about no electrons? You're a fucking psycho. Why should they come and hang out with you? Because I'm awesome. Not really. But you can come hang out with me. We'll go hit up Nomad Surf. We'll get some acai. It's been a staple in the South Florida surfing community since 1968. And if you want it, and it's surf related or beach related. Hands down, they're probably going to have it. If you don't want to come down hang out with us, you can always check out NomadSurf1968.com. You're not going to get the discount, but you'll still be able to get a lot of cool stuff. So check them out, and thank you to our sponsors for all the support. we got a lot to talk about. Been a crazy week. Anything else you got to say? No, let's it doesn't matter. Started. Let's fucking get this party started. You can't need <laughs> Deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine, right, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Yeah. Excuse me. All right. You start the video, too? I started the video, dick face. Cheers. Cheers, everyone out there. Get your drink. Did you get that pomegranate penis flavored, like, Big Gulp again? Yep. Super Big Gulp, huh? How much sugar is in that fucking thing? Zero. Bullshit. Zero. Just because they tell you it's zero doesn't mean it's actually zero. Well, you can pretty much bet it doesn't have any. I don't know. I don't know about all that. Uh, how was your fourth? How was it was uh, awesome. NC. North Carolina was nice. Got up there, spent the 4th of July watching the entire season of Stranger Things with our boy Zach. Yeah, happy birthday, Zach. Whose voice is cracked. Oh, snap, is it? Yeah. Oh, He's man. He's all in a deep voice now, Zach. Did you, uh, wait, was it cracking? Like no, no, no. Well, it, it, well it would crack a little bit, but right. it was mostly deep. With the, I have like video a, of it. Get the no, no, there wasn't any he's yet. I mean, there was throughout the weekend, but I didn't get that on video. Do you remember when you were going through that? No. You don't remember that? Nope, not at all. I remember it. I remember I had like, it was always at like the weirdest times, but it didn't last that long. It only lasted like, I would say like 
maybe a week. But I remember it was just like it was really, really random. Like the day that my voice dropped. Well, Tom Tom said it happened within the last two weeks. Oh, I bet. Yeah. So, you know. No, I remember like just it went from like yeah, yeah to like I woke up one morning like hey, how's it going? Like holy shit, what the hell happened to me? And then it would randomly crack in. It would only really like, I it would come out if I was like hyper. And or I was trying to talk and like laughing, then like I would get the weird vocal jumps like that. But other than that, no. yeah, I don't remember getting the weird vocal jumps. But as weird as this sounds, I'm really not a big talker, so like I don't talk a lot. So like, I don't know if I believe that. It's a true story. But whichever. So I would just watch TV and just sat around. Uh, I used to play outside a lot at that age. No, I'm talking about over the oh, weekend. Dumb yes. Dumb. When did you get back? You got back no, Sunday. I got back Sunday. So Saturday, um, so yeah, that was 4th. I, I got up there at 10 a.m. On, on the 4th. And then Saturday, we just hung around the house, went and uh, took Jackson to his speed coach. It was cool, you know, just a, just a normal weekend. We didn't even go out anywhere, you know. We just. Yeah, but it's so nice up there. You don't want to yeah. leave. I, would, I honestly, like, when I went up there, I don't like leaving that house. That house is so nice. Played video games. Played a lot of video what games. Video games did you play? Um, did you find play Red Dead Redemption? No, I played it there a lot. I played it there in, in at the Christmas time. But no, we played uh, we played uh, Call of Duty Zombies and nice. uh, uh, Mortal Kombat. Nice, the new one. Yeah, the new yeah. one. I actually just the other day bought the PlayStation VR thing. You got to try it out. Well, you, here's the thing. I don't, what I don't like, like what's cool and what's not cool about. What made what made the first Mortal Kombat cool is like they were like pictures of people fighting, like they were actual people. And now it's all now it's all you know CGI. Well, I mean, I'm sure if they had the technology to do it the way they're doing it now, they would have. Yeah, but I liked it. I think I liked it better when it was people. I think you just like that kind of style of of games. Like cinematography, that was like the very well, no, because I, I really, I tell you, you're right, because I really liked the game Thirteen. Thirteen that, was a great game. That was basically it looked like it was shot as on, a cartoon, as a video or, no, that was, they drew over. It looked more like a comic, like book a scanner darkly. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I still actually I played that last year. Actually, funny enough, you bring it up on the YouTube channel. There's video of me playing it, like because when I was doing the Twitch thing, I like that was one of the first games I played. And I was doing a live streaming of me playing 13. It's funny. I totally forgot about that. It's a great game. It is. I, 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 I always expected them to come out with another. They were going to. They were going to come out with a sequel because there was a sequel to the story, I think. And then it just dropped. Uh, me, on the other hand, I went. Oh, no. What I was going to tell you is uh, I got the, the PlayStation uh, VR. Uh-huh. And I downloaded I don't think you ever got to play it um, super hot. You got to play. Oh, of course, I play super high up up with the boys. Did did you play in virtual reality, or you just played? No, 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 dude. Well, virtual reality is weird, but that game's weird as it is. It's like, like I can only kill like the most I've ever killed on that game was like seven guys or something like that. No, you have to. You gotta. You gotta come try it out with the headset on and everything. Is it easier? It is and it isn't. Like, it's definitely more taxing on the body because you got to move. All right, so for those of you that don't know, Super Hot is a game that you can either download on Steam or you can get it on PlayStation. You have to have the virtual reality headset on to really get the full uh, gist of it. And you have the controllers. 
think you can get it on the on the yeah. If you get it on Steam, you can use the Oculus Rift for it. Anyway, it's basically like the Matrix. So you're in like an all white uh, like area. Everything is white, but you can tell like there's a Corners pool table or... and stuff like that. And then the bad guys are these bright red characters. And the thing is, is they move at the speed that you move. So if you don't move at all, they don't, they don't move. But if you start to slowly like twist your head, then they start to move. And then you see there's a gun on the table and you got to grab it and then shoot them. As you're reaching for the gun, they're raising their gun. So well, they, I like catching the gun out of the air. Yeah. I like the samurai sword the best. Yeah, well, you just grab it. like, But you can throw it and stuff. It's really cool. If you ever get a chance to play it, I definitely suggest you play it. The funny part is when I was playing it, you know, you always see the the YouTube videos where the guys like fuck up and they end up falling off the chair or they end up eating shit like oh, with, the, with, the, with the with when the, they have the yeah. goggles on. I was this close to doing it. I was this close. As much shit as I talked, for whatever reason, when I was playing the Did game, you film it? No, no, no. It jumped like for whatever reason the video just jumped and it completely threw off my equilibrium. I just like jolted and I ended up grabbing something to hold myself up. Luckily, like the table is right there. But I almost ate shit so hard. But the game is worth it. Um, last week, actually, remember I was telling you, I ended up going up to Orlando. I was basically working nonstop. Went to... I got to Orlando perfectly in time to get to Kasai, the first match of Kasai. Which, by the way, had to be hands down the most stacked card in jiu-jitsu that I've seen in person. Like, short of going to Worlds or something like that, this card was stacked with talent. Um, the entire room was basically a who's who of killers and fucking, I would say the East Coast Jiu-Jitsu. Right, right. For sure. East Coast Jiu-Jitsu well, was the, who's who. What's was there, too? Rosen Richie. Richie and Boogeyman. Like, yeah, uh, they, were, they were there. They're, they're West Coast. Yeah, they were West Coast. Uh, Kenny Florian was doing commentary. Uh, Hodal- Kenny Florian. Rodolfo Vieira was there. Uh, shout out to Ricardo Mendolia. He was there too. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Went up and said what's up to him. Gilbert, Wagner, uh, Joao was there. Craig Jones, Tex Johnson. Joao, meow? Yeah, meow. Uh, was he in it? No, but he's like, that's a total side thing. He's actually going to be at Substars on the 19th. Um, Tubby Santana was there. Obviously, all the other competitors. I'm telling you, it was just one person after the other. Like, Yuri was there. Fuck, who else was there? Like, I'm trying to remember, like, all these names. I was literally everywhere there. I looked. It's like, fucking, just the who's who. The only person that, w- that wasn't there that I was surprised wasn't there was Cyborg. I'm like, how is Cyborg not here? But everybody was fucking in there. Everybody who's anybody on the East Coast. Dylan Dennis was there. It totally threw me off. I was like, that fucking guy looks a lot like Dylan Dennis. Then everybody goes, oh, it's fucking Dylan Dennis. Um, yeah, a bunch of people were fucking there, man. I was really, really surprised, but everybody was super cool, very chill vibe. Um, then the next day, Friday, went straight to Glory Kickboxing, which, by the way, fucking amazing where show. Where was that at? That was at the Silver Spurs Arena, same and- arena where they're doing uh, the IBJJF Open, Orlando. Okay. Same very, very same arena. Excuse me. The stage setup, everything. The ring, awesome show setup. Awesome show setup. So much fucking fun. 
because there was I was actually surprised. were you shooting it or yeah, yeah yeah I was shooting it I was shooting both events uh, the glory I got a little bit of a leeway shout out to Ryan Loco and James Law for hooking me up um, and letting me in I kind of got a little bit of a um, carte blanche if you will where it was all the other photographers weren't allowed to run around I was kind of given the free pass get to, to go run around and take any photos that I wanted uh, which is cool because I actually have a lot of really fucking dope photos that uh, they're going to go out. they got to go to glory first. I'm going to try and snag a couple. Uh, I already posted one or two the other day. I'm um, just not allowed to really kind of go all out with it. Um, Kasai ones I still have to post. I have a lot of fucking photos, a lot. And I have a lot of really good photos. Um, and I usually don't say that. Um, but, yeah, I was kind of given the, the, the free card to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do and take every photo that I wanted. Um, which is fun because, I mean, you got photographers row and everyone's got the exact same fucking photo. It bores the shit out of me. Um, got to hang out with my boy Rolling Into Punches uh, from Orlando. Um, if you follow uh, follow him on Instagram, uh, Rolling Into Punches, he's he's one. Of, he's probably one of the only other ones in Florida uh, like me that kind of ends up at almost every uh, event taking mm. photos. <clears throat> Super cool dude. Um, it's funny because we ran into each other at Kasai. Also ran in, uh, met a new photographer. He's not really new, but first time I met him, uh, Mallory Woods. So shout out to him. Um, get this. So at Kasai, we had this one room. It's pretty packed. And then uh, I met this other photographer, Mallory, and he's like, oh, we're next door. They were doing the karate like tournaments that you always see on ESPN. And he was shooting that one. So the ones where they do like the board breaks and all that other crazy stuff, you never seen that? No. You never seen it on ESPN every year where they have the people with the bow staff and they do no. all the crazy fancy. Well, shit? I know I've seen those like on YouTube, but I've never right. seen so, it on TV. Well, no, they do it every year. They have ESPN as like four or five days. Yeah, and they scream really loud right. when they do everything. Right. And um, but they were shooting next door, and that was actually his gig. I didn't get to stop by, so my apologies. I just didn't have time to stop by and check it out. But uh, I always wanted to go check it out. It was next door. It was pretty cool. Um, but Glory was fun, man. I uh, met Mallory there. And, uh, and me and Rolling in the Punches, like, we're out there, like, just taking photos. But I got to go run around in the back. And Sean uh, Soriano, uh, Diop fought that night. He was one of the first people. Who did? You never, you never met him. Um, Diop, he's a, uh, a young kid. Dude is a fucking beast. If you can go back and watch the Glory 67 card, watch one of the, I'm pretty sure it was the first fight uh, of the night. Um, dude just fucking just picked apart the other guy. It was a great match. Uh, no, second fight, I'm sorry. First fight was Roger Crawl. Um, but it was cool, Not man. Not Roger. Crawl. Yeah, but it wasn't him. Not Roger Crawl, his, his son. His son. Uh, no, I was not. Uh, not jo- Is it Jordan Crawl? No. It might be. But he's the same kid that fought in at XFN. How did he do? He won. uh, He won by decision. It was a bit of a controversial decision. Um, The other guy kind of caught him in the nuts a couple of times, so they finally deducted a point. So it was a close match. It could have gone either way, truthfully. Even with the point taken away? No, if it, if the they hadn't taken the point away, it would have gone to the other guy. But I think the point deduction kind of steered the judges more towards crawl. Um, 
But it was a good night of fights, man. There was a lot of good ones. And then the last guy is a Thai guy. I can't even pronounce his name. I'm not even going to try. Chukapakabuko? No. That just ignorant way of trying it. But um, dude was just picking them apart. He was just picking them apart. It was a good match. It was very, like, if they would have allowed more knees in, in the clinch and more of a tie style, it would have been insane. This guy would have put on a clinic, but it was a good Yeah, match. you're not allowed to throw knees in glory or elbows, which is it? You're not allowed to throw elbows. You can throw knees in the clinch, but they got to be three seconds. Instant. Yeah, you have to throw in a knee as soon as you clinch, otherwise they break you up. Because they, they, they break you up, so you have to be active in the clinch. Um, uh, Ace of Tempow just fucking picked the other guy apart. apart. It, was like, it was pretty crazy to watch, the, the skill level, but um, that was fun, man. And then the kicker, the, the fucking kicker of the whole weekend, and I didn't tell you this, but I got a behind-the-scenes tour of Legoland. It was so fucking nuts, man. I thought you had to have a kid with you to go to Legoland. Only on certain rides, it turns out. There's certain, not even. I They allow you uh, to go in there without a kid. There's certain rides that you have to have a kid. Uh, other rides, like you can't have two adults. Other rides are just strictly for kids. There's one ride that I would have fucking killed to go on. You would have fucking loved it too. But it was only for kids, 4 to 12. And 4 to 12 or 4 to 8? Well, what if I identify as a 12-year-old? They, they wouldn't have let you. You wouldn't have been able to get on anyway because it was so small. But what is it? What's the ride? It's called a joust. So they have a little track that goes around like an old Renaissance festival looking like scenery. And it's a horse that like teeters back and forth. And it has the, the joust like spear on there. And you just ride it around. And it's like you're jousting, and there's like different little targets. You don't actually get to hit it, but it looks so much fun. Um, they actually have a couple of cool rides. They're short, but they have some really cool rides. Um, I got to test out one of their newest rides, got to cut the lines. They actually took me to the master builder area in the, like the back workshop area. Fucking insane, man. Every single Lego piece that is created in boxes and boxes and is in there and it's like it's a, it looks like a tool shop like if you were walking into like a parts store it's racks and racks and racks and racks of all every, color coded everything every tiny little piece they had there even pieces like the unorthodox pieces and stuff that they have so i actually forgot to bring it but they let me build my own little lego person so they had all the different people like pieces so i built a little viking so i have a cool little viking with a with a a cup and an axe but it was nuts man like you walk around the back close to the to the master builder section boxes and boxes it's like they don't even give a shit they just put them there they're like under the rain it was literally pouring it was under the rain boxes of fucking lego pieces and it's just like fuck it so here's the kicker so you haven't been there i'll show you some photos you've never been there right no so when you walk in and you head to the right they have um just different sceneries all built together so they have las vegas they have new york they have key west st augustine they have all this other stuff and if you go further back they have star wars so they have like a darth maul they have a life-size chewbacca it's like it's pretty crazy what i found out is if you look through all the different scenes like the different city scenes like new york and stuff like that they have tiny little easter eggs that the, the builders put in there 
and every once in a while they have to change them out so that I found out there's a lot of like secret stuff that people don't realize. So if you go into New York, you look and they got like the Blues Brothers there. And then at one point, they actually have the, the fire station from Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. And then like they used to have the Ghostbusters thing there. At one point they had like a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man built in there. Um, supposedly there's a, a Waldo that gets moved around. I don't know, you don't know about the game Fallout. But in Las Vegas, they have like a I Fallout, Fallout. Fallout 4. Not 4. Well, Fallout 4, like Las Vegas or whatever. The, the characters, someone put a little character in the Las Vegas section. Um, trying to think of all the other ones. But there's a bunch of cool little Easter eggs. So if I would have known, I would have stayed there longer. But if anybody goes to Legoland, like, go check it out and just scope out. There's a lot of hidden different ones. How big is, like, New York? It's pretty big, man. I would say that the whole New York section is probably twice the size of the studio room. And, like, the actual, like, the Empire State Building has to be, like, a good, I don't know, eight feet tall. Eight feet, nine feet tall. It's pretty cool. The rides are fun. Obviously, it's aimed more for kids. Oh, here's the fucking thing. Here's the the kicker, and it's fucking genius, too. So, in that whole section, they have, like, the characters that are built that are, like, around there. They're called mini-landers. So you can actually go to a, a, I guess one of the little like offices or whatever. There's like a, a store or an area, whatever you want to call it, where you can build your own mini lander. You build your own character. And if you want, you can keep them. If you don't want them and it's good enough, they'll take it and actually use it in the, the display. So they actually keep the piece that you make and it can go out there. So... They're basically getting free labor. So you go in there, you're fucking around with Legos. Like, yeah, I'm not going to buy this. It's going to cost me 10, 12 bucks. So right here, you guys want to take it. Thanks. You just saved us like an hour's worth of work. So all these different characters are built by like random people, which is (laughs) kind of cool, but it's also a nice little scam. They're like, ah. But listen, New Rides was cool. It was really, really awesome. The water park was was all right. It was fun, but we got rained out. What water park? There's a water park. There's a Lego water park. In Lego land? Yeah. You go towards the back and there's a little water park. Like with water slides? Yeah. 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 And they have a lazy river. And the tubes that you get to sit on actually have a little like Lego piece put on top. And there's random Lego pieces floating around the thing you can pick up and build your own little Lego That's structure. so weird. It's, it's awkward. It's different for sure. But I had a fucking blast, man. I had a is, it, is that the only Legoland, or is there? No, more no. There's ones? a bunch. There's a bunch. There's one in like Japan. I think they're building one in New York. They have the one in uh, in uh, Deutschland. They have them all over the place. But it was fun, man. I had a fucking blast. Kasai, did you watch it all? No. Go back and watch them. Go back and watch them. There are a lot of pretty good matches in there. Mike Perry showed up. I had no clue, but Mike Perry well, he's was an Orlando guy. Right. He lives in Orlando. But in all honesty, like, and he fought Gee. They put him in a Gee match. Oh, he was on, on Yes, Kasai? he was on the card. I didn't know either. I think he was like a last-minute replacement. What break is he? His belt said purple. His action said mid-level blue. <laughs> I'm going to be very honest. I was really, really surprised at... The coaching that they had to do for him. Obviously, well, he has me, good wrestling. Well, here's the thing. 
what I what I tell when whenever I have a guy that's done MMA comes into the school, I tell my guys, look, MMA jujitsu is different from sport jujitsu that we do, or even self defense jujitsu. Um, it's harder, it's faster, and it's more basic. But what they do, what they learn, they learn very well, and they do it very hard and very explosive. So. If you get caught with something, you need to either figure out how to get out split second or you need to tap quick. You're because, talking about for the MMA guys or someone rolling with no, the MMA guys? No, somebody rolling with the MMA guys. Yeah. Because the MMA, MMA jiu-jitsu is a little bit different. You could be... You're going for the kill. You're going for the kill not, every time. Yeah. And you have to go for it quick. Right. So here's the thing, though. Obviously, if it was no gi, he probably would have done a lot better. But in the gi, like, I was really kind of, like, surprised that the coaching that they were doing, like, they had to, like, remind him, like, I literally heard posture up. This is gi. This isn't no gi. Like, it's not MMA. Like, posture up. So, like, he took the guy down, like, in a very, like, sloppy, like, takedown. Um, but he still got it. And it was just he won by points. And it was literally off of the takedown, but I don't think he had any. He didn't really have any kind of submission game attempt attempts. Really, it's like he didn't. I don't think Did he, he passed the guard. I'm trying to remember if he passed the guard or not. I don't. I think look, he here, might here's have. the thing. He's not a jujitsu guy. Number one. Number well, two. That's what I'm saying. Like he's not for for what I saw. He wasn't purple belt level. Right. Not for competition. But but, but he's not a jujitsu guy. And he, I'm sure he doesn't train jujitsu. Well, I'm sure I, he trains. That's not true because he remember with the cowboy fight they talked about it. No, what I'm saying is he doesn't train the sport of jujitsu in yeah. the gi. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Anything else is not is not jujitsu. Yeah. If you do if you if you're doing jujitsu outside of the outside of the gi, you're not doing jujitsu. You're doing grappling. Catch, you're doing you're either doing submission submission wrestling. Or or catch as catch you can. Even then, it's not. I don't think. I don't think there's many people that are really doing catch, catch. wrestling. But yeah. what I'm saying is, it's not jujitsu. I would love to sit there and do like a like two or three months just studying catch wrestling. Oh, of course. Like just to see, like to really understand the flow of it, and like well, I don't know if there actually there. is a flow to catch wrestling. Yeah, there is. I think I I honestly don't know because it's like. From what I've learned about catch wrestling is it's basically find a joint and try to turn it the way it doesn't go. Right. But I think there's still a system behind it of, like, there's this, 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 this going from here, like, chaining it one to the other, you know? Well, yeah, when I I was doing pro wrestling, uh, because for a while there they called pro wrestling catch as catch can. Yeah. And And they had its own genre, too, though. But – what what it was is we had chain wrestling that went from one to the next, one one technique to the next technique to the next like yeah, and uh, of course it wasn't trying to rip each other's arms off, but there was a flow to it that you you had to do, and you know right that made sense logical sense. Um, I don't know if that was actually if that was actually taken from real catch wrestling, but it was. Um, you know, it worked for pro wrestling, yeah. which is where, you know, that derived from catch. So I don't know. I don't know. There might be a system. 
I, I mean, I think so. I think there is, but I also think that there's some stuff that's so creative in catch wrestling that there's not a real way to to instruct it in a systematic way. Well, again, I don't know if it's so much creative as it is just destructive. No, it's definitely creative because if you look at some of the stuff that Sakuraba shows, there's definitely a lot of creativity to it. I think Barnett is more of a kind of whatever is there, but I think Sakuraba's got a lot more of the the flow to it on like a almost systematic base. Yeah, but he's done. They've both trained jujitsu as well, so it's like. Yeah, but it's hard, I, it's hard. It's you know a hard. It's hard to go with a, a pure catch guy like Billy Robinson. Yeah, Billy Robinson was a pure catch wrestler. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like it's funny as I know these guys and I know their names from the pro wrestling world. Yeah, but um, did you ever wrestle against like a catch wrestler like that? In pro when I was a pro wrestler, yeah. no. Uh, um, would they ever do like, let's say if they were. They weren't. Uh, what, what did you call it? They they weren't uh, doing business. The script. Yeah, they weren't doing business. Like, would they pull some random like wrist lock or something? Just not with like, me. Well, not with you, but I'm saying like. Well, it was called shooting. Like, if, if somebody, if my eyes are watering for or not watering, but dr- got real dry all of a sudden. But um, it was called if if, if guys started just going into it's called going into business for himself. Right. Or shooting. Yeah. He would shoot on... If someone shot on you, it was... Taking a shot at you. It was like... He went at you legit. So, um... There were... I've... Like, I've I've seen people get shot on and, um... You know, and it's normally when somebody screws up. Like, you... Because here's the thing. With pro wrestling, you're literally taking your lives into each other's hands. You have to have that so trust. So you have to have that trust. And if, if somebody continues, if they mess up once, that's an accident. If they mess up twice, eh, they mess up three times, they're reckless or they're trying to hurt you. Yeah. One or the other. So that's when it's time for them to learn a lesson. And so um, it happened. It's, you know, I've seen it. I've seen seen people jump from the ring into the mat and into... Or jump from the crowd into the ring and get choked out, you know. Like, what do you mean? Like a fan tried to jump in the ring, and he ended up getting choked out. But why did the fan jump in? Because he got angry at the guy that was shooting. No, just the, at the guy that was in the ring. They weren't shooting in the ring. But I've so seen, some random asshole. Well, I mean, I've seen those. Like it's happened in WWE too. Yeah, but um. But let's say, what is there a match that? people don't realize that it turned legitimate where it turned where someone was shooting or someone wasn't doing business um let's see there were let's see there was a there's a few few famous ones that are out there one of the Hulk Hogan had one didn't he no 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 Hogan never had one um but there's a few famous one Antonio Inoki Uh who uh ran I think it was all Japan or New Japan he's one of the big names he's the guy that fought Muhammad Ali. Oh, the big dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he had one against the great uh, Santini, the great... Some dude looked literally looked like a troll. Literally looked like a troll. Mm-hmm. And the dude, like, wasn't selling any of Anoki's stuff. Like, Anoki would hit him, and he would just... Rah! Like, like, act like it didn't hurt him. Mm-hmm. So, Anoki beat the living shit out of him 
left him lying in the on the ground with a bloody nose. Uh, you can see it, you can find it on YouTube. Um, that was a that was a great one. Um, there was there's there's a there was one where uh, who was it? It was like an old old wrestling, and this dude just I can't remember who it was, but it was like I could see the I can see the ring, and it was like not a lot of people there, right. so it was like a TV taping. Um, but you can look them up on YouTube. They're great. And it's like I think I know what you're talking about. There was one where it's like it's not a lot of people. It almost looks like under a circus overhang or something. Some like, like yeah. a circus tent, right? Yeah, I remember. I think there was one with like Jake the Snake or something. Well, yeah, there was also one. I tell you, the one of the scariest oh. was what? So there was a guy from uh, ECW. His name was New Jack. Yeah. Uh, I was I actually wrestled with his tag team partner Mustafa in Puerto Rico. Mustafa was was super cool. New Jack and I, we, you know, we wrestled on a few cards together. He was him and I were cool. We didn't, you know. Yeah. But but he has a reputation in the business as you know. But him and I, I never had a problem with him whatsoever. But um, he uh, he beat the ever loving shit out of. This one guy named Mass Transit, mm-hmm. and then another him and Gypsy Joe was an old timer, and they they went at it. It was it was brutal. Yeah, it was. But brutal. is it one of those ones where it's like the crowd knew like, oh shit, they're going at it for real? I don't. I have no idea. I have no I idea if they knew it. it was, but see, here's the thing. What, but what happens with the commentators like when they when people go off script like that? Well, because there's nothing really a lot scripted. Of these, scripted. Well, a lot of these are small shows, so they don't right. have commentators. Right. Oh, unless they're being filmed, you know. But there's no WWE one that turned real that you can think of. Um, not that I can think of. Someone's probably listening right now. You fucking idiot! You don't know. Yeah, but again, I you know I stopped watching wrestling years ago. Yeah. When I got out of it, I basically stopped watching yeah. it. I had no need to watch it. Um, I still, on my bucket list, want to go check out like uh, Monday Night Raw or something like that. Like watch a, a real one in person. Like I wish I would have gotten to see The Rock in person. Like. That would have been cool. I wrestled the with The Rock. No, I know, but I'm saying like live on Monday night. Yeah, like just see like. A, well, the cool the... thing was the, so the last last time I went up for the tryout with WWE, um, this was like 2005 or 2000. Wait, well, I was I was 36, so that was 10 years ago. Right. So 2008, 2007, 2008. Right. Um, last time I went up there, uh, I. Th- Think it, no, no, that wasn't the last time I went up there. That was the last time they called. I was thirty six, so I was thirty. So yes, two thousand seven, and um, it was right. Basically, it was the Bella Twins were just getting there. Uh-huh. Sheamus was just getting there. Like we all That's changed. Yeah, we all changed in the same locker. Like we were like the Scrubs, right? And I was in the room with them, and everybody was cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was the it was the year the last time I was up there was the year that Ric Flair retired. Right. And it was the day after WrestleMania. What do you, what route do you think that would have made you go on if you got in? And if I would have gotten signed, I have no idea. I don't know if I ever would have made it. Um, they wanted to sign. What I was told was they really wanted to sign me. Right. Um, but. Um, but what route do you think they would have gone with you? I don't know. I was terrible on the mic. 
So I don't know. I but that's really something don't you can kind of learn. Look, if well, CM yeah, Punk you can kind of, you can kind. No, he he was a natural. There's some people who are just naturals, and I think I could have gotten natural because I'm getting better and better. The more I'm on the mic, yeah. the more you know. Yeah, but they also would have given you classes and stuff like that. Yeah, you would have had more. Well, the of a performance structure. center wasn't around then. No, but you still would have gotten like some kind of education. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure, but like you know, I, I by I think they probably would have by like, that time I was already in wrestling twelve they years. They probably would have like billed you as like. Big Bad Vader's son or something. Now, that guy's son already does wrestle. Yeah. I don't know what they would have billed me as, but like I'm such I'm I'm weird because I'm could have been like Goldust Junior. I, I was a weird I'm a weird size because I'm like not a giant like they are like some of them, but I'm not a small guy either. I'm like this in between. You could have been like uh, what's the one from um, from the X Men Puck, the little Puck guy. No, I'm not that short. I was, I'm bigger than I was just as big or bigger than a lot of the guys up there, but I wasn't a giant like like watching They would have uh, like thrown you up against fucking like what you know, Stone meeting Cold the Steve giant Austin. and shaking his hand. Stone Cold wasn't that big, right? Other than he's the six juice. two like he's six two, you know, two forty. He's not a small dude. He's not small by any means. Um what's his name? The great Kali. That yeah. dude was huge. Um you know Rashiki. Rikishi? Rikishi, I never I don't think I met him. I Rikishi don't was massive. You know who was fucking big? Total side note. Fucking Craig Jones is fucking big, man. He's tall, right? He's, he's, he's not even tall. Like, yeah, he's tall. He's like my height. But he's fucking jacked. He does look like he skips a couple of leg days here and there. But he's fucking big, dude. Like, I was surprised. I'm like, damn, you're fucking big. Tex Johnson's kind of big, too. But, like, I was really surprised how what big. What weight does he... Who, Craig? Yeah. He had to be walking around at 225. He had to be walking around 225, 230. Because he, so what happened, if you didn't watch what happened at Kasai, Tex Johnson and Craig Jones had their rematch. I think this was the third match uh, that they had. Second or third. Because Craig won the first one, lost the second one, and this was going to be their. The rubber match. The rubber match. Um, Tex Which I don't know why him. they call it a rubber match. Because it's like you're bouncing back and forth. Yeah, but that that but it seems like the rubber match is the end of the Yeah. So I don't know. Because it's not a rubber match on the second one. Um Tex actually caught Craig at the very beginning. He caught him like pretty good at the beginning, and it's like somehow with Craig what? with uh with a heel hook. And like he almost got caught like he was definitely pretty close got out turned around by the way you need to watch it because it was a really great back take it went from a heel hook to a back take semi back take to like an arm bar and stuff like that like to a triangle kind of setup it was really cool to to see how he set it up and um came back and won he's like how's your knee he's like yeah it's kind of fucked up i was hoping i wasn't gonna get hurt because i gotta compete on sunday and he competed against AJ on Sunday at the Submission Underground 9. Submitted AJ in 47 seconds. Something crazy like that, yeah. Probably then, pull guard. No. AJ was trying to go for, like, side control, and um, I think he was on the, in a half guard. And Craig scooped in under, set up the, the Ashigarami, and went straight for the heel hook. AJ did not even try to defend it. He's like, bah, 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 you got me, you got me. You could tell it was quick, which I don't blame AJ. I probably would have done the same thing. Which again, a couple. I told you what. <laughs> what uh, Rashad told me a couple weeks ago. Oh, why he's like doing it? No, no, no. Rashad, uh, 
Rashad was like, it doesn't make sense that he's doing this grappling match because the reason he quit MMA because he hated rolling because he hated him. grappling. Yeah, and here he was doing a grappling match. He made a post saying that he had fun and like fuck everybody. Like I lost, but I still had a blast. He's like, no, I'm not gonna go back into fighting. So it looks like AJ had fun, man. Listen, I'm a fan of his. He's a friend of mine. I think uh, more power to him. I'd love to see him actually get into it and go for it. I doubt that he will. He might take another one or something if he does the substars in uh, in Miami next week. But uh, I doubt he'll do another one anytime soon. But, man, no, I was really surprised how fucking big. And the funny part is if you watch the, uh, the replay, so the match before Craig Jones, I forget who it was. I think it was Jay-Z, the match before. Like, match is over, blah, 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 everybody goes, and they're announcing the the next match all of a sudden you hear from the back loud it sounded fucking like animalistic it was loud you can hear like everyone fucking stops like what the fuck was that and then everybody starts laughing you realize it's fucking craig jones like just hyping himself up in the back he just he let out a fucking just primordial scream in the back's like yo there's a fucking gorilla back there for sure <laughs> that shit was fucking hilarious I'm, sh- I'm sure it got picked up um my only gripe was with the commentator he kept on messing up people's names he messed out baby monster's name which if you're gonna be an announcer for jujitsu guys at least like learn what did to- he call him he called him Valde- but he didn't call him by Araraujo. He called him like Valdir Araraujo, BB Monster. Like it's Baby it's Monster. It's Baby Monster. Yeah. But I get that. I can understand where yeah. that would confuse somebody because he For spells sure. it with two Bs, BB. Yeah. He's going with like the 90s leet speak kind of setup. But no, I look, man, Kasai did an awesome, awesome fucking setup. It was an awesome fucking card. And honestly, like, I think I like Fight to Win because they put on a show. There's a couple of things that I think Fight to Win needs to do better on. Kasai did an awesome fucking job. I think it's almost like the next level up. Um, just because it had better names. And it kind of strayed away from making it a glorified local tournament kind of thing, really. Right, right. It, it brought a, in other names. It brought right, in big they brought names. In, it brought in big names for a local card. Which is, like, they're all lo- local, like Enrico Coco, like Jay-Z, blah, 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 whatever, you name it. They brought in local talent, but they And then had... they sprinkled it in with, like, the big names. Right. And which Fight to Win does, too. But the difference is, is Fight to Win really is about the almost um, pride kind of setup and intro with the music blast and blah, blah, blah. Kasai is intro to the show, boom, here it is, go. And then they have the big names, and they let the people compete. Um couple of bad calls by the refs, some weird stuff. Like, for the most part, the refs did a Do we know job. the refs? Or? I knew one of them, like, not personally, but I knew who he was. And the other ones I, I've never seen before. Um, but, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of people back there, man. I was, I was really surprised. It was a good card. It was a really, really good card. I wish I could definitely go in and, and shoot those a lot more because that one was pretty good. Um, other stuff that happened... Um, Speaking of Dylan Dennis, did you see what happened Sunday? No. So Dylan Dennis was in Florida Thursday. 
and took off. He got into a nightclub brawl in New York on Sunday. So from the article that I pulled up, the video obtained by the Daily Mail shows the incident from early Sunday morning at the Box, a burlesque club in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. In it, you see Dennis standing at a table when a man without a shirt jumps over a group of people to punch Dennis in the face. Dennis immediately attempts to retaliate with an open hand slap but falls to the ground. Screaming can be heard in the background as a brawl erupts. An unnamed eyewitness told the Daily Mail, I was scared. It was vicious. Dylan was just sitting down relaxing and that shirtless guy with the yellow garland just attacked him. <laughs> so the video is out there. If you go online, you can you can find it pretty easy. Is there a story to it, Dino? Or? Nothing that I've seen so far. Um, I'm sure that it was probably maybe somebody, somebody that Dylan said some shit to. Um, but listen, like all the shit talking that we did, like and stuff, he seemed like a nice guy. He was cool with everybody. Took photos with people that came up, asked for a photo. There was any, it wasn't anybody he was posturing. What I thought was funny though is that obviously Gilbert was there, and Gilbert's called him out for saying he was the best grappler in MMA. But they shook hands, said what's up, and that was it. Like so, well, no beef, dude. It, it's show business. It is what it is, man. Um, so that happened. So if you wanted to look up the video, the video's there. Did you watch the UFC fights? I saw the highlights. So you didn't watch them? No, you, I had to be up at five, at 5 in the morning to get an airplane on oh, 7. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Tom wasn't whoop. trying to stay up there nope. that late. Um, did you see Tiago Santos? Yeah, I, the one-legged man in the an ass-kicking contest. So it's, it's almost zero-legged man because... If you didn't know, Tiago Santos had uh, surgery on his right knee, um, I think within the last year. So during the fight, he his knee was basically there, like his leg was basically there because of his skin. Because he tore every muscle in his knee. Every single, yeah, MCL, so, PCL, uh, LCL, on Monday meniscus. In, yeah, on Monday an MRI exam showed that left knee meniscus and all its ligaments are completely torn. So ACL, PCL, MCL, LCL. So basically the, the four major tendons that keep your knee in line and keep you stable. How there. did he stand? That's what I'm telling you. It was, it was most likely because... The bone sits on top of bone anyway, so he switched to southpaw. So when you switch to southpaw, at least you get to be front leg heavy, so you can still throw because you're not doing too much on the back leg as long as you pivot from your from your hip. Yeah, but it still has to. It still has to be there. Still has to hold some. Stuff. And, and he threw power too. And he threw power, and that's probably what like saved John. From really getting knocked down, really getting hurt. Was it from the one of the oblique kicks? He, he took a kick then, and like, and it just snapped. I think there's a video where you can see like the leg just shift in and out. But listen, the man and he went, didn't sell it. He went five rounds on basically half a leg because that right knee was jacked up too. And uh, well, I, I, you know, everybody keeps saying that I, I've seen it both ways that he that Santos won that fight. I've heard it that. You know, John Jones won the fight, but it was. I think it was just one of those things. It's that um, they said if it wasn't John Jones, John Jones would have lost the fight for sure. If you're going to beat the champ, you have to beat the champ like very handedly for, especially someone like John Jones. Um, I think this sets up for a great rematch for sure. Dude, but it's not going to be. It's, it's going to be, be a for year. a year. 
a year. They're, they're projecting Thiago to come back mid-2020. And that's if everything goes right. And that's talking about multiple surgeries. Multiple. Uh, definitely a lot of PRP. Of stem cells. And a lot of stem cell-like shots. For sure. Go down to Costa Rica and get those fucking shots, man. Or Puerto Rico, wherever it is. Man, he's a local guy. Yeah, no, he's uh, ATT in, uh, in Coconut Creek. Yeah. Super nice guy. I've, I've met him before. He's a nice dude. He's a fucking animal, though, like, in there. But, yeah, it was pretty crazy. So I basically had my fucking fill of fighting for for a day or two. Did you see the uh, the interview that... Uh, Diego? No. That uh, Ben Askren did? With oh, Ariel, speaking of which, can we hold on? Can we go, with what? No, what do you say? Dude, he's taking it like a champ. Oh, yeah. What did he say? He's like, well, if you do the math, like, I got paid $200,000 for five seconds worth of work, so I'm doing all right. No, he, no, it wasn't even that. He was like, look, he goes, I knew it was going to happen someday. Yeah. And he goes, um, and, you know, he's talking about the hate that he's getting online. He goes, look, he goes, I've antagonized a lot of people over the last 10 years. I just, I, I probably deserve this. Yeah, well... I'm just happy that he finally got exposed for being not a real fucking fighter. I, I will never say that. You shouldn't say that either. I Listen, man. I, I wouldn't say he's not a real I fucking fighter because he has undefeated if, up until this point. We made this argument. I've made the argument of why he's overrated. I didn't say he's not overrated. I'm just saying he's. you can't say he's not a real fighter. When he has he's fought, a very, very good wrestler who can control somebody on else. Saturday night when he... When he well, put no, it's stupid. Yeah, it's like, Burr. like the only thing that you could have sold me on is if he was trying to be slick and he was trying to duck under the jump. Well, that's you know what you know what it was is that's what I what I think it was was he was trying to avoid damage. I think he was expecting uh, a flying kick, a flying kick, or a flying punch of some kind, and um, so I think he was trying to avoid damage on his way in. And he just did not... No, I really think that he was... That he thought Masvidal was going to charge in with a punch. And he was trying to time it to go straight in for the shot. That's what it looked like to me. It was what he was going to do. But the funny part is, if you see the video, two days before, Masvidal was drilling it. The same thing. It's like Connor. When right before the fight, he was drilling the exact same thing that happened. Same thing with Masvidal. Same exact motion. Did you see it? No, no, no. There's a video. Uh, Mike Brown, Coach Mike Brown posted it up. Where he's standing there at the outer ring. And then he just skips to the side, runs in, and hits the pad with a knee. Two days before the fight. Exact same played out. Note for note, exactly what happened. What I think is the funniest out of the whole thing is that Masvidal went straight high school fight at lunchtime. He sat there. They, like, looked at each other. He came back. He's like, all right, talk shit. Put his hands behind his back and just bounced on the fence. And all I could think of is, like, fuck, how many fights did I see in high school that started off the same way? Where the dude's just sitting up on the wall or he's on the fence. He's like, all right, keep talking. Keep talking. And then, bam, same thing happened. I would like to know what he said to him when he was talking when to him. When he was down? When oh, he was down. I would down. love to fucking hear that. I hope that that audio gets leaked out in the next couple of days. And I liked what he said. He goes, if I, I go, and, and Ben Asker still has to deal with me. In the, in hey, if the I post. see him at Whole Foods. If I see him at Whole Foods, I'm going to smack the dude up. And he's 100% right. Listen, I am the number one supporter of shit talkers. I love a good shit talker. Not that much for Ben Askren, but guys like Nick, Nate, 
and Connor and stuff like that. I love that shit talking. But I'm also on the other end of if you talk shit, get hit. So Masvidal pointed it out. It's like, if you're going to talk, you're going to fucking get worked. A hundred percent. I agree with you. I said it. I made the post about it the other day. Like, I've been a fan of Masvidal, Street Jesus. But I'm... I'm I've, heard, I've heard... I heard... Uh, did you see um, Stylebender's reaction? Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, fuck. He called oh. him Ghetto Jesus. Yeah. But listen. That was such a solid fucking fight that it definitely puts him in a title contention shot. And my, I, what I really kind of realized that why Ben Askren got signed to begin with, it wasn't because the fans wanted it. It's because Dana White still fucking hates the guy so bad. He's like, you know what? You want to come back in? Come back in. I'll set you up. And he just wanted to do whatever he could to get rid of that undefeated mark. On Ben Askren. He wanted to see him get fucking murked. Because think about it. Sage Northcutt got a pretty good fight for the beginning, right? What do you mean? With one? No, 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 no. For for the UFC. Who did he get for his first oh, fight? It wasn't Mickey Gall. No, Mickey no. Gall was his, like, second fight. Or no, that's CM Punk. That's CM Punk. Uh, like, he was babied. But everybody else knew he wasn't, like, that good. He was, like, right. a very athletic dude. That front flip he does is kind of crazy. Yeah, and that's like the fucking ninja flip. That didn't really help him from getting fucking caught in the dome from Cosmo. But with Ben, it was kind of like Robbie Lawler on your first fight. He got lucky he got out of that one. And we all know he got out of that one because Herb Dean fucked up. So it's like, all right, cool. I'll give you Masvidal. Masvidal knocked out fucking Darren Till. It's going to take a solid punch to knock out Darren Till. Here's, here's what's interesting about that. So Masvidal wants a t- shot at the title. Yeah. It's got a pretty good claim on that. 100%. Here's the problem. Cody. Colby? Colby, sorry. Colby is like his best friend. He don't care. He doesn't care. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he won't care. He won't care. Oh. I don't think Dan Lambert cares either. I don't know how... Colby I mean, might. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. And uh, that comes down to the coaches. Honestly, it'll come down to Pahompa and everybody else on, on how they want to do it. Like, Pahompa and Katawa will sit there and talk and figure it out. And Conan. It really comes down to Conan. Conan is the one that makes all the, the calls in there with Pahompa and Katel, So, And then at the end, it goes down to Lambert. I don't see why they wouldn't, but didn't that happen with... Um, that happened with Rashad and John Jones, and it broke him up. No, it happened with Tyrone Woodley. Who did he fight that was also ATT? Uh, he was supposed to fight Colby. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Robbie. Like, Didn't he fight Robbie? Yeah, he fought Robbie. And they were, I mean, but Robbie but wasn't not, ATT anymore. No, Ro- Robbie was ATT when they fought. Right. It he was, still was. It I was remember. just Tyron was up in at his place I in Missouri. I interviewed him for that one. I interviewed Robbie when he was still ATT. And then the next time I saw him after that, he was at Hard Knocks. And it was because of what they did to him after he lost that. Yeah. They, the same thing happened with Nick Lentz. Like, Nick Lentz, like, had to deal with a lot of the same stuff, too. A lot of people talk shit about him that he thought were his friends. So it was kind of crazy. But, listen, anybody I ever dealt with at ATT is super nice. And same thing with everybody at Hard Knocks. 
I think I'm pretty open if I don't like someone or if I have shit with someone, I fucking call them out on it. I don't really care. There's certain people that I won't work with, like, at all. Like, I don't give a fuck how much you pay me. I'm like, fuck them. I'm not trying to do anything that would help that person's career. Um, Name names. Um, trying to think. There's been a couple of parents and stuff that asked me for photos. I can't remember their names. Uh, there's been a couple of grapplers who, like, reached out to me. They're like, oh, like, you charge way too much for photos. Like, bro, fuck you then. If you don't like my work, then I don't want to be your photographer anyway. If you don't, if you think I charge too much, then I'm not going to work with you anyway. Um, I can't remember anybody's names right now off the top of my head. I'm, like, trying to picture their, their Instagram names, and it's not falling into place. Uh, fuck, who was it? I got one where it was like, um, like someone wanted me to photograph their their tournament, and I told them, forget the price that I told them. It was super cheap because it was like a last minute thing. I was like, whatever, fuck it, I'll do it. And they wrote back, oh dude, that's too much. I'm like, how many people you have in your bracket? Like four. Okay, so I might or no, it's like seven or eight. So I might have to cover you for four matches. So I have to follow you for at least an hour. Right, and then I have to make sure I cover you for every single one of those. So that right there is a certain amount of time out of my life. And then afterwards, I got to go edit all those photos. And then you want them within 24 hours, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, then the price I gave you is pretty cheap, considering the fact that we just tallied up that I'm going to be doing 18 hours worth of work within a 24-hour period. Like, so have at it, dude. Take off. Have fun. Now you got zero photos of your tournament. How do you like that? I don't know. I, I here's the thing, I don't understand people that want photos of tournaments. I mean, I do. I want. I have maybe three or four photos of me competing. I'd love to have another photographer take photos of me yeah, while I do. I don't. There's not that many that I trust. There's like, I'll be honest, a lot of the jujitsu photographers out there like are fucking garbage. Like, they're only like the handful of people that I like and that I'm friends with. Like, I'm friends with you. Like, and if I tell you I like your stuff, I like your stuff. But a lot of the people that go out there and take photos are fucking garbage. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not a, it's like, I don't need, like, to me, I don't need a memory of that. The only thing I, I like is, like, pictures on the podium, you know, at the What's end. What's the difference? Cause oh, because you just got your medal? Yeah, I got the result. So, like, I'm a, I'm a, my, my philosophy, um, except for now, with this, balance board thing but i just wanted to do that as kind of an experiment is i don't like to post the intentions i like to post the results you know what i'm saying like you see how many times have you seen somebody how's that any different than people just looking for admiration you're just looking for admiration for no, achieving a goal no that's not what it is it has nothing to do with that have you ever seen people post pictures of their food and yeah. say, all right i'm back on the wagon right i'm gonna be I'm gonna uh, get in shape this food year bloggers not, like, no, no, no. I'm talking about guys who are, like, trying oh, to get in shape. Fit, right, the fit people. And, and then I go, dude, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't post that stuff. Then I'll write them. I wouldn't post that stuff because when you start eating Apple Jacks and grilled cheese people again, call you out. people are going to call you out. It's uh, See, like, I get it, and I don't disagree with you, but I think that's a lot of people looking for some form of, um, what's the word, um, not affirmation like they're they're base like they want that they need to have the the ability to get called out for it what the fuck is the word um 
Oh, accountability? Accountability. They want the accountability. Mm, that's, uh, these people don't even care about the accountability. Oh, right, but I think it's to put the facade up of accountability. Yeah, well, it's, it's, and then the other half is really like, oh, look at me. I'm making it. It's like New Year, New Me. Like, yeah. No, New and, Year, same douche. And what I like to show by showing the you know, the, the picture on the podium is accomplishment. So, yes, this this I, I won this, this medal from doing this hard work everybody can do this thing you know kind of a thing i'm not looking for admiration i just you know i'll post the the accomplishment not the I get it. not the process i get it for me i'm more of like i like the i like the ability to go back and rethink about that moment so there's like parts of like a match where I'm like, oh fuck, like at that point in time I was doing this and that was going on, this is how I was feeling. So I like that that reminiscence of that exact moment. Which is why I fucking take photos to begin with. I like that storytelling, I like that reminiscence of it. Yeah, I, 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 once I'm done, I'm done. Because there's photos of it like when we're training and stuff. How many photos do I have of stuff like from way back? Like I have photos of when you got your black belt. Like, it's those, like, I can remember, I remember exactly what was well, going that's, on. Well, again, that's an accomplishment. I, I, right. I dig that. But I don't, what, like I said, I don't like. You I, like the destination, not the journey. Yeah. Well, I like the, to me, the journey should be private kind of a thing. Yeah. The journey should be your journey. And. Um, See, but then the caveat to that is it's you're dealing with the Instagram disease of everybody sees the highlights nobody sees the hard work so people see the highlight of you achieving your end goal of that journey but they don't see the journey that you went on of where like stuff that happened to you in personal life or maybe the injuries that you fought through or maybe the you know the tough day you had in training where you didn't get to to really but here's the thing who can at the end of the day, you might not care, but you know how you like to do your little inspirational bullshit post, how some people reach out to you. You don't know that that might affect somebody else. Yeah, uh, I didn't. You, oh, like, oh, man, it's so crazy to see someone. Let's say you somehow did have someone that looked up to you for certain aspects of things. Right. And they see like, oh, shit, I guess Sean had a bad day, too. And Sean's a fucking great black belt. And he's done this and he's done that. But he has those shitty days, too. But I see him. He's always like a positive person. You don't know how that might click in to somebody right, else. Right, which is what what I if you look at my Instagram and stuff, I try, all I try to do is really post positive is positive stuff. Right, but again, everybody only sees the highlights. I know you. I know the negative stuff that you've had to go through. You don't know how that affects other people right. like negatively. You know what I mean? Like we have one guy in uh, at at the academy i'm not going to say what happened because it's not my personal business but he was going through a really life-changing situation like a really really bad one like bruce jenner kind no not that kind of change um a, something like really really severe and i sat there and i said listen i can't tell you like that i can relate because i've never had to experience that or anything remotely close to that what i can tell you is that at one point in my life I was in a really, really dark hole that I didn't know how to get out of. And the only thing that ever sat there and made any sense to me was to keep working. I didn't sit there and cry. I didn't sit there. Like, I had my moments where I got depressed and I'd cry this, that, and the other. But what always stuck to me was the phrase, chop wood, carry water. 
where as long as you keep busy, like the work's always going to get done, keep on getting the work done, everything else will figure itself out. So when people ask me, like, how are you always so busy? It's like, I have my own shit too that I got to deal with, but chop wood, carry water, keep fucking moving. Everything else will work itself out. Some things might change, some things might not change, but if you let it stop you from getting your work done, from getting into that routine, like you might not go to jujitsu as much, or you might not go to, um, you know, out with your friends, or you might not finish that project that you were working on. That's going to make shit worse because then you're going to sink into that quicksand. So for me, it's like, I get it, like where you're coming from, but some people need that motivation on the negative aspect of things. Like I deal with that too. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I think there's already enough of that shit out there. There's a lot of negativity out there. I think it's the fact that I, people so don't surpri- want to feel alone. They don't want to feel yeah. alone in that. I'll tell you what I'm surprised about. I am truly surprised at how many people put their personal like stuff out for the world to for see sure. on Instagram. Like when they go through like divorces or depressions or like just like all kinds of like you know problems and they post it on on it's just it's some baffles me that people put that stuff out there some people do it for a cry of help and other people just do it for the attention majority are going to just do it for attention yeah it's just but even still it's like i can't believe you're putting this out there like talking about you know their wife cheating on them or their you, you know, or their kid doing drugs. I'm a like, lot of people are, are live, keep that stuff in house, man. Yeah, man. A lot of people live in that woe is me like mentality. Listen, I can tell you from when I did a lot of the band stuff and I had to deal with their fan relations where I had to answer the fans or whatever, like whatever posts that they have online. Man, some of the shit that I fucking read and some of the stuff that people are willing to put out there to either get some kind of attention or some kind of like message it's like it's just attention it's everybody just wants attention at the end of the day people want attention people want to feel like they're getting looked at or they're either special or they want someone to how many people ask for fucking advice and then they never take it 99% of people that's why i don't fuck i don't fucking bother with that I don't bother with that. If I ever ask you for advice, chances are it's like, okay, like, what do you think, Sean? With this, this, and this, all right, cool, I'll think about it, and then I'll do a mixture of everything that I, Did, I you know what the, You know when you end up taking advice from people? Mm. Is when they're, you don't, A, you don't solicit it. They just say something that, like, hits home, and you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that. You're, you know what? That, that's a great point. I'm going to do that. But, like, not like, oh, I have this problem. I need your advice. It's more like you're just talking to a dude and they say something that just Just resonates. And you're like, oh, all right, yeah. Yeah. No, that, like, man, like, I can't think of how many times I went through some, like, fucking just dark shit. And, like, I was just in a really bad spot. And I was really trying to figure out my world and my universe of where I'm at mentally. Like, and then just kind of paying attention to everything else and talking to people here and there and that resonates for sure that's what i'm saying like i get it why you put it that way but again everybody only sees the highlights they don't see all the fucking hard work they don't see all the other stuff people like how many people knew that your back was fucked up and you didn't get to roll for a year 
Not many. Not many. But how many people have you told and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm going through that too, blah, two blah, year, blah. Two, year, do you, two years I haven't competed because of my back. I, I did. Well, I, I had eight months where I couldn't walk straight because of my hip because I ripped that my, my groin muscle. So I definitely, like, I get it. But it sucks when it's like you don't compete a lot to begin with, but the competitions you do are pretty big. So it's like, fuck, like, really? Yeah, I, I always did three to four a year. Yeah, but they, they you never did anything small. You never did, like, oh, I'm going to do New Breed or something. I did it once in a while. Like, yeah. But the problem with New Breed is it was, it's so poorly run. Yeah. That supposedly, I, they, supposedly they gotten better at it. That's what everybody keeps saying. But every time I go, it's always a shit. show. It's always a shit show. And I and look, it's it's I'm all for grappling companies making it. You know, I want them to make it. You know, I, it gives us a showcase. The other thing that I don't like about New Breed is they charge you to get in. Well, a lot of people are doing that now. IBJJF does it. Yes, they are. Yep, they did for the last one. Which one? For the last Miami, the charged. Did I go to the last Miami? Uh-uh. Nope. I know you didn't. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, they, they, they're charging people now. That's bullshit. Yeah, they're charging people. Even for the, the Orlando one, they're charging people spectators. I think it's like 10, 15 bucks. That's crazy. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's just a money grab. It's just a money grab. Like, there's there's Dude. no reason. If, if my son paid $120 to compete at your thing... Don't charge me another ten, because you get nothing out of my extra ten dollars. Right. You get nothing out of it. That hundred and twenty should pay for my entry fee. That's it. Like you, you don't have to pay. Like I mean, I think they're looking at it it's like, oh well, what about a high school football game? Like you have to pay to get in. Like, yeah, but you don't have to pay for the kids' uniforms. Yeah, you do. That you have to pay for their uniforms yep. now. You pay. You yeah. Yeah, but you don't have to pay for them to play football. No, but I mean, you pay for the cleats and you pay for this. Well, yeah, but that, yeah, but that's different. That's, yeah. you know, because well, you buy again, your own gi. Right, but it's not like, like they give you the a difference gi. is that's going to a school, that's going to the team, that's going to go whatever. That money doesn't go to to your son's like jujitsu school. That doesn't. That goes straight to New Breed, and then they got to go buy a shirt for thirty bucks. Like, I mean, IBJJF doesn't even offer people to buy shirts unless you're going to Worlds or Masters or something like that where they sell all the old shirts. Yeah, but you go to to Miami Open. Orlando Open, they're not going to have a booth. They don't even have an acai booth anymore. The only booth that they'll have is they have, like, a table outside with fucking... Hot dogs and... Hot dogs, like, shitty Kirkland burgers and, what, those orange crackers. Yeah. No, I I think it's bullshit. I, I, look, I, well, I, look, I understand people making money, but if you're not making enough money from your entrance, from the people that are entering your... your I don't know Your if they competition. I think I think they bank. If you think about it, no, I do. I believe so too. There's how many tournaments usually every weekend? Three, four, IBJJF tournaments every weekend. I don't. How yeah. many people do you think sign up for IBJJF? I would say at least uh, at least at the minimum a hundred no, competitors. Way at more. the minimum, like at the smaller shows. No, no, Miami Open. How many total competitors do you think there are? <coughs> 500, maybe. 500? All right, so let's do the math. So That's fi- 50 grand. So 500 people at 120, because it's 120, right? $60,000. Yes. To rent the venue, 10 grand, because I know that for a fact. It's 10 grand to rent it out. All right, so now you got 50. Now you got to pay people. Every one of those people there, because the scorekeepers aren't going to get paid. 
they get free entry. The refs are going to get paid what? 200 bucks? No, 150 at the most. So there's how many? 10, 10 to 15. 10. No, there's probably. So let, let's just say the other costs are another 10 grand. All right. So now you have $40,000. Airfare for the refs and this, that, and the other, shipping and everything, you probably net like $30,000, right? You come out with $30,000 minimum. I would say thirty to forty thousand where they come out for each mm-hmm. show. So now you're making forty thousand times four was that hundred and eighty, hundred and sixty thousand dollars? Hundred and twenty. Hundred and twenty? No, four. Four four? Four hundred and sixty thousand. Oh, I thought you said so, three or four. So hundred and sixty thousand dollars you're making a weekend. Now granted international shows are a little bit tougher, but they probably have a way of funneling the money into like their Brazilian account for the Brazil stuff. U.S. account for here, European account there. They do some wire transfers. No, I know they're making money. Don't get me wrong. They're making fucking making bucks. Right. So the fact that they're now trying to nickel and dime people for entry is bullshit. And then they still don't want to sit there and pay people for winning? Like, pay the right amount? If they gave 10 grand away, so that if they did, if they did, like, even, even if they give, if they gave five and five to the black female and male black belt winners. Uh, and then, like, three and three for the second place, and then one and one. Or even if they did two and two, that's another 20 grand. Even if well, they did a lot 500 bucks for everyone under, under black belt, and they won, like adults, not kids. Kids, I don't think you should pay. Like, maybe, I think the best thing would do, if you win first place, you get your entrance fee back. That's kind of fair, right? Wouldn't you consider yeah, well, that yeah. fair? Yeah, if you win gold, yeah, that would be cool. Or maybe you get next year's free. Yeah. Why not? That sounds pretty fair, right? Because now you have, you're giving them a reason to come back next year. No, well, people are going to come back anyways. They don't have to incentivize it. No, no but, you know, you but get the blue nice. belt. It would be nice. Yeah, you get the blue belt blues. You ain't going to come back for a while. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I just think it's bullshit. I, you know, I, th- I, look, I, look, I 110% agree with you that I think it's bullshit. And I've been one of the biggest complainers about it. But don't fucking... Don't fucking sit there and charge people all this extra money and then not give people an incentive. Like, why would you do that? That's stupid. Well, that just becomes control. IBJJF is lucky that, one, they were one of the first ones to do it. And number two is that everybody else is a shit show of a businessman. EBI fucked it up because EBI was going to do local tournaments. Metamorphs fucked it up way beyond recognition for multiple reasons because they were supposed to be the Metamorphs local tournaments. I think they did like a handful of them. New Breed is just pandering to the mom and pop, so they're just going to be the low level. Whatever happened to five? Everyone said five grappling was awesome. Five grappling was good, and I think they do small ones like here and there, but they were just very... um, They were just very small. They never trying to do anything big. They were in-house tournaments. Uh, so there was never anything big. ACBJJ, right? That was just a Russian mob thing. And I've never even heard of it. Yes, you have. We've talked about it before. Like, um, it's the ones that were, like, in Russia. They had one stack card in Brazil at one point that was, like, insane. Just huge, big names. Um, who else? Who else do we have out there? Um, Naga 
was too whatever too much. happened to Naga. So Naga was based out of like New Jersey, New, New Jersey, York. and I, I heard he lost a lot during Sandy. So when they had Sandy, Sandy flooded their office and just completely wrecked it, and they just were they were MIA for a couple of years, and they never really they were aimed at the MMA like street thuggish kind of guys like yeah, back that's in the, the day. The first few tournaments I did were Nagas. Right. But they they never really tried to get out of that image. They wanted to keep that image. It was like, oh come in, it's like whoever runs it runs it. ADCC is doing is slowly working up there, but obviously they're trying to get more Yeah, but I don't and again I don't I don't know if I if I like their system of not having coaches. What like no one's allowed to coach? Yeah, I like it. I don't. I personally, I don't mind it. Listen, if I, anyone has had to deal with people not coaching them in tournaments, it's fucking me, and I am okay with it. No, I. What I'm saying is there are people that need coaching. Oh, for sure. And and I don't think I I, I don't like the fact that they don't allow that if somebody needs that. Right. So uh, you know, and I. I get it, but I think because of the prestigeness of ADCC, I think that's probably a good thing. I it's a completely different tournament with completely different rules, and I completely am okay with it. Listen, you get into a street fight, what's going to happen? Someone's going to say like, "Fuck him up, Daryl. Fuck him up. Fuck him up, Daryl." It's like, different no, no. though when it's a sport and there's somebody else that's just as skilled. Uh, again, and then at the end of the day, it really comes down to a one-on-one. How good are you compared to how good that person is? Who's trained the most? Who's got the most skill? So it's it's a different setup. But, I mean, what else do we have? What else is there? Then there's that SFJJ, the one that Breakpoint started up that doesn't really work, where they got called out for favoritism and trying to scam people. Did you see that one? No. So... I, I'm pretty sure it was like SFJJ or something like that, or NMJJ. Breakpoint put together these tournaments. They're kind of like new breedish tournaments, and they were getting accused that they were forcing people or claiming that people's geese didn't um, meet their requirements. Didn't meet the requirements. But lucky for you. Breakpoint has a booth right there, and they're running a sale. Why don't you run over there and get a gi real quick and come back? So the, And they did that to a ton of people. So it's like it does seem kind of sketchy. And they denied it up and down, and then all of a sudden it stopped happening. Um, but it's not a big tournament, and they only do it over there. I can't think of any. What other tournaments are there? There's the, the MMACC or MACC, whatever here, where they pay people for a couple of matches. And in wrestling, we called it. Alphabet soup, right? Saying, "Was it? Well, it's just going to be some other random letters, three letters together." Yeah. So it's like, who cares? It's all the same. You're, you're seeing the same people. And then you have high rollers just trying too much of a niche. Not everybody wants to smoke weed and go do that. Whatever. Um, I don't like some of their stuff to begin with for personal reasons. Um, you have the substars now, which I haven't seen it in person yet, so I'll see it next week and I'll give you guys. Where's my it at? Opinion. In Tampa. No, Miami. Miami. Uh, the one in Tampa is with Gilbert against Craig Jones, which, again, I'm totally surprised because Craig Jones is fucking big. <laughs> so I don't know how that's going to play out. Um, I can't think of any other tournaments, really. The UAEJJ, which is okay. 
Um, obviously, it's pandering I, more. I also seen uh, NA, BJJ, North American. I think it's the Breakpoint one. I think that's still Breakpoint. Yeah. And there's the BJJ Tour, which is still IBJJF, pretty sure. I don't think so. I, uh, that, there's the other one. The one that's coming down is a B, IBJJF. I don't even know, dude. So, yeah, there's a, it's just a bunch of them. So People if, are asking me questions about this stuff. I go, dude, I don't know. I go, yeah. I'm so out of loop. I don't even care. Yeah. No, I go, if there's a tournament coming up, if it's IBJJF, I'll do it. Why? But, there's only one reason why I do IBJJFs over the other ones. So you can get the points to go compete at the world. No, I don't need to do that for Masters. Oh, yeah? It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the fact, and this is the God's honest truth, it runs on time. If they tell, yeah. you, you're, if they tell you your match is going to be at 1.30, yeah. your, your match is, you know, give or take 10 minutes. Yeah. No, Either 100%, way. 100%, I agree with it, and I, I think that's the biggest issue. It's like, listen, time, time, let's fucking go. Like, your match just got called. If I was the ref, it'd be like, I'm giving you a 15-second counter, 15 14. If you're at the bathroom taking a shit, I don't care. You should have shat like an hour ago before you get called to the bullpen. Let's go. Because when I did the the BJJ tour or whatever a couple of weeks ago, my name was called, and within two minutes, I was on the mat. And that was from bullpen. From bullpen to that, maybe five minutes. Yeah. Total. It's like, go, go, go. But, again, they left us in the dark as to what the time was. They called us at the bullpen at 2, 1 or 2. And I competed at, like, 2.45. So it was really, like, the TV said 2 o'clock for all blue belts, but then it didn't call me until, like, 2.45. Um, but, yeah, they, the day that someone finally gets their shit together on a good yeah, tournament I will do system. Yeah, I'll do those tournaments. If you, I'm, I'm easy to please. Make sure you run on time. That's it. Yeah. Tell me if you tell me I'm going to compete at this time. I want to compete at that time. I don't want to go there and sit there for twelve friggin' hours, wait. And I've done that at Newbury. Yeah, no, we've done it. We've done it where we sat there the entire fucking day, and then they like they're literally wrapping up the mats, and we're still waiting for some of our people to get called. I wonder if uh, Wagner's going to run again. I think so. I remember talking to him about it, and he said he was planning something else out again, but then he was dealing with the. Um, with uh, with the different tournaments and stuff. I have, I'm actually going to go check out his new gym on Thursday. i got to go film him for Polaris. So that's another thing. If you guys... Um, I heard it's nice. It looks nice. I've seen a couple of shots and stuff. It looks really, really fucking nice. Um, super happy for him because I know he's been working for it forever. So it looks super clean. But if you, uh, if you didn't follow me on uh, Sunder Marketing over the last week, you missed out a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. I got to hang out with... A lot of my friends like Robin Van Roosmalen, um, Sean Soriano, uh, Ong Lang Sang, the two-time 1FC champion. We're all back there. Um, there was a lot of people back there and stuff. Frank the Tank um, from Titan FC. He was out there, too. I haven't seen him in, like, two years. And Juan. Shout out to Juan. I saw Juan. Uh, Juan. Juan. Um, but, yeah, there was a lot of cool people, man. But follow me. Thursday, I'll be at Wagner's uh, filming. I'm sure a bunch of people will show up now just because they're going to see uh, uh, themselves on camera. I always get shit like, oh, bro, why do you always put, like, my bad stuff when I get my ass kicked? Because that's what you're doing. Don't get your ass kicked. I didn't, listen, I'm just filming. I'm not dictating what's going on here. 
I'm not editing to make you look bad. I'm just editing what is going on. That's all. Are you going to go up for the kickboxing tournament? I'm trying to because I stayed at the same hotel. Excuse me. I stayed at the same hotel um, Thursday, Friday, and it's so fucking nice. I love that hotel. It's expensive, though. Um, Which one? The uh, Hyatt Regency. That's where we were last year. Oh, is that where we were last yeah, year? Yeah, Same hotel. Um, but you didn't stay at that one. You stayed down the street, right? No, we stayed there. The first year you and I went together. We stayed down. Down the street. Down the street. Yeah. And, but, um, but no, and then last year we stayed there. Yeah. Oh, you want a room? We already got a room. Oh, you don't want to be roomies? No, I, I got, um, Lee got a room from, for uh, him and I. and Thanks. Appreciate Boomer. it. Dude, you haven't been coming around at all. Your cell phone still work last time I checked. Don't know what your what your plan is. We're not gonna call you to find out if you want to stay in a hotel room a month and a half from now. Why wouldn't you? But you call. You're gonna text Boomer and everybody else. No, Boomer, Boomer, uh, and uh, Lee uh, 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 made the plans to go. And he and goes, then, "Do you want a room with us?" I'm like, "Yes, I don't want. I don't." And need so it. you didn't say, "Hey, Alex will probably need a nope. room too." See, all right. Fuck you. So I guess I'm not going then. Guess you're not going. And if you guys don't want me there, I'm not gonna go then. Um, no, I stayed up there. It's cool. It was definitely. I love that hotel. And it's fairly. It's expensive, but it's fairly cheap considering the service yeah, and yeah. stuff that you get. That the pool really, is rad. The where they really fuck you though is where they charge you twenty seven dollars a night to park your to car. park your car. It's like, bro, I'm already paying a buck fifty. Don't fucking charge me an extra thirty bucks. That's kind of bullshit. It's not that easy to get to either, to tell you the truth. It's kind of awkward in between exits and stuff. Yeah. Actually, to get out is a bitch, too. Um, but they actually built a lot of stuff is down it the at there? Is it there again this year? Is that I'm where it is? Pretty sure. Pretty sure. I don't see why they Because it was at the Doubletree the year before. Yeah. And then it was there last year. I'll tell you right now. I'll look it up. Yeah, we're talking kickboxing on Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Yeah, we were talking about glory kickboxing before, yeah, too. No, I'm just saying. Uh, let's see, IKF Orlando. We got a, we got a, we're bringing a crew with us. Yeah, you guys got a bunch of people. Survey says, oh, it's August two, three, and four. I thought it was after that. Nope, Hyatt Regency Orlando. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, I definitely uh, want to come up for that. Wait, June, July. I don't know if I can afford it because I'm going to be up in Orlando the weekend before for the for tournament. tournament. Well, I'm going to. I don't want to ride up there and come you, back like I did last time. Are you, uh, do you know what you're doing for where you're staying up there? Because I'm thinking about getting a, a house on Airbnb for the tournament. Yeah, because I got Erica, Calvin, and Jacob doing the tournament and me. So there's going to be four of us. So I was thinking about getting a house on Airbnb. For that weekend, if you want in, I mean, tell me how much it is. I'll let you know. Well, the, yeah. The truth is, it'll be like it'll like if we, I can get a, a nice house and it'll be like, you know, thirty to fifty bucks each per night. Which if I have my own room, sure. If I have my own room, sure. Like as much of like it's gonna make me sound like a dick to be honest before a competition like that. Like I'm still friendly and stuff like that, but I need my sleep and I like I kind of get antisocial. It's like just leave me the fuck alone. I just want to like sleep. So like I ha- I I hate rooming up with people that I've never been around with before. Like in that situation, because then you don't know how some people are gonna be. Are they well, you're a weirdo, and you wouldn't sleep in the bed with me that one. Bro, that was 
All it right. was a king size bed. No, man. All right, let's be honest here. So, Sean and I drove up there. We actually did the podcast on the road yeah. to go up there uh, two years ago. And is it 10.59 already? 10.59. Damn, that went by quick. I just looked at it. It was like 10.30. Sean and I went up there, and the we were there just one day, right? I can't remember if it was one or two. No, we came back to we came back to second day. We just spent that one night there. We drove up there Saturday, spent the night, and drove back Sunday. So Saturday night, we get a relatively cheap hotel room. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sleep on the floor. I was kind of broke then too, because I, so I didn't have the money to chip in for a bigger room, and there wasn't any other room too. I remember everything was pretty booked up. Yeah, it was. It was. And Sean's like, oh, just share the bed with me. Like number one, no fucking way, because. I can't stand the sound of that fucking thing that you use, the sleep apnea mask. To me, like, any sound at night, it just sounds like a fucking train. Two, you had the worst fucking gas that day, too. I don't know. I don't think that's true. I, yeah, you did. Because I remember... It might have been bad in the car up, but I took a dump. Yeah, and, then and that whole room fine. stunk the entire and fucking then it was, night. Yeah, right when and we, then the next morning, you said, bro... Great call on not sharing the bed with me because I was farting up a storm all night I don't and my so. bed smells like shit. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't hundred percent. You said that. the only thing I remember was going to Hogan's Hogan's, Hogan's place. Yeah. I didn't get to stop by here this this time around. The place is awesome. It was so fucking good. I'm definitely gonna go back there again. You know what they had up there too? Uh, when I was up there this past weekend, they had a Halo Odyssey um, convention there. So Microsoft rented out this the giant spot at um, Shingle Creek Convention Center, which is like a hotel right next door, and they had a huge thing for Halo. So they had people that worked on Halo, that did the soundtrack, it cast the characters, everything. It was a huge thing for St. Jude's, and I met one of the guys that had a booth there, and I fuck man, it was like sixty bucks. I wanted to go so bad, but yeah. Like I'm a fan of Halo, but I was never Not like that big. never right, never that big. But um, and plus I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna. Let be me guess, are you Master Chief? No, wait, are you Master Chief? I mean, who are you gonna be? <laughs> well, no, you know the voice of Master Chief. If you want to see something funny, actually watch the the uh, the interviews of the cast and characters for Red Dead Redemption Two. It's pretty fucking funny, and people like are so into the characters and the story. So the bad characters, whatever people that play the voice of the bad characters. Oh, you said they, they're, they're getting hate, hate? They're getting hate like tweets. Fuck you, I can't believe you did that to them. Like, it's like, bro, it's a story. Like, that wasn't me. Did you watch any of the Stranger Things yet? I still haven't watched two or three. <laughs> I saw the Lego version of it. It was pretty cool. What did it do? What was it? Uh, the Upside Down or was it? It was both. Demogorgon. No, both actually. So it's it almost looks like a tree house. So the house is up top and um, they had some upside down stuff but under it the Demogorgon was like sitting there hanging there. It was a pretty cool setup. And they had that. The, this is the funny shit. They had a Jurassic Park one. Fucking big. They had the gate. It was like a solid like two feet tall kind of thing, right? So there, you get the T-Rex, and then you get the giant Jurassic Park gate. But if you go to the back, you see the back of the gate. And in the arches or the, the posts that hold the door up, you see there's like a toilet. And someone put like a toilet up there. And then they have like a little kitchen and like random eggs and stuff. It's pretty funny. It's like little like Easter eggs and stuff. But no, I definitely uh, let me know about the other room. I'm down for it. 
I think uh, we'll call it a night. It's kind of late. Got anything else to say? Nope. Um, definitely check out Sonder Marketing. Uh, I'm going to be posting up a bunch of photos. Shout out to all of our friends out on uh, Reddit land and everyone that's supporting the podcast. Don't forget to follow us, subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and iTunes and everywhere else. Follow me at Sonder Marketing. Follow Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ. And with that airplane noise, I think we are out. Peace. Peace. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep stealing. Woo! Wheeling, dealing. Limousine right. Jet flying. Son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo!